Hello, Transfer Nation. As you have probably heard, we are hosting a series on each of the 2023 Transfer Champion awardees. And that also includes this year's NISTS, National Institute for the Study of Transfer Students, Transfer Student Ambassadors Program. So we are going to meet all of the 2023 Transfer Student Ambassadors. They're amazing. I've gotten to talk to each of them. I've gotten to work with each of them. I met them all at the conference this year. You are going to be so blown away by their unique stories and some of the just amazing things that they're getting up to in the world with their transfer advocacy. Um, and this is really, if you don't know what I'm talking about, you should definitely uh, go to the NISTS.org website or follow the link in the show notes for a little bit more information. It's an amazing experience for students. They do have to be nominated by someone uh, at their institution and they have to submit an application. This happens every fall. It's a great way for uh, transfer students to have the leadership opportunity and the professional development of going to a conference. It's also incredible for the practitioners and the transfer professionals and researchers at the conference to get interact with the transfer student ambassadors. Uh, so I'm just Huge plug for nominating, making note of the application in the fall. Um, we'll post on Transfer Nation to let you know when it's happening. But just, you know, nominate your transfer students. Nominate students from your institution. Nominate students who you know are doing just badass transfer work out there. Um, we want to we wanna get more um, students involved in the conference. Uh, and I think this is just such an incredible opportunity. And we're going to hear today from one of the transfer ambassadors about that opportunity. So I will let her fill us in more about how awesome it is. Hi, welcome to Transfer Nation Talks. I'm your host, Heather Adams, and I am so glad that you are here for some transfer-centric conversation. Be sure to come back every week for more transfer talk and like TN Talks wherever you listen. You can also subscribe to always stay up to date on all the transfer tea. All right, enjoy the show. Today, we're going to get the opportunity to chat with Emily Armland. So Emily is a biochemistry major and a dance and psychology minor at Union College currently. It's a private liberal arts school in upstate New York. However, she has transferred not once, but twice. She first went to the University, uh, Pennsylvania State University, and then she attended Hudson Valley Community College and now she is at Union College. So he, she has a lot of transfer experiences and transitions to talk to us about. Plus, I don't think we've ever interviewed a dance minor. And I'm trying to think if I think we've had a biochemistry major on here. But as you can see, just a really unique experience um, and lots of sort of communities within the transfer community that we're getting to in this conversation with Emily. So, Emily, welcome to Transformation Talks. We're so thrilled to have you. Uh, another little tidbit of information. Emily has just joined the Transfer Nation team because she's so incredible. And if you watched our Instagram stories during the conference in February, you could see just uh, wh what I'm responding to because her, she's so talented and just um, did an incredible job with the Instagram stories. So Emily, we're so proud and excited to have you here. Thanks for coming and spending some time with me today. Oh my gosh, of course. Thank you so much for having me today. Super excited for this conversation and super excited to be joining the Transformation team as well. Yay. All right. Okay. So I really just want to get right into it. Um, you have this unique story. What, you know, what inspired you to choose this transfer pathway? What happened in these three institutions and your journey throughout uh, for you to realize that transfer was an option for you? <laughs> yeah, it's so funny because I actually like fully did not have transfer on my radar at all whatsoever coming out of high school. Um, and I really just kind of, you know, fell into this pathway, I like to say. Um, I, out of high school, decided to enroll at the Pennsylvania State University for biotechnology. Um, it was about five and a half hours from home, really large institution, and thought that that was going to be perfect for me. Um, and got there and learned very quickly that that was just not the right environment for me. And so 
um, you know, after a lot of conversation, a lot of thought, made the difficult decision to kind of leave mid-semester and come home and pursue another avenue. So I really was kind of learning about the transfer pathway and the transfer like opportunities while I was doing it, which was super interesting, um, but made for made for a good time. And then, uh, you know, as I came home, I was actually a non-matriculated student at Hudson Valley Community College for a semester to kind of continue taking courses while I was looking at schools that I would ultimately transfer to. Um, and that's kind of how I stumbled across Union. Wow. Fascinating. So what, when you went to Hudson Community College, did you know that you could, you know, how did you find Union, first of all? And how did that make sense to you as like, you know, were you already researching smaller schools because you figured the one that was really big wasn't going to quite cut it for you? Or was there something at the community college when you were there that inspired you to look in this direction? Yeah, so Hudson Valley is about like 30, 40 minutes from Union. And so I, you know, moved back home while I was taking classes at community college. And I kind of had set a little bit smaller of a radius this time. I wanted something closer to home. And I was looking at really all like smaller schools, a lot of liberal arts colleges, um, which was a little different than my original plan as well. And when I kind of came up with the list that, you know, was when within a commuting distance from home originally, um, as well as falling under like a smaller college feel, um, Union kind of fell into that. And I got the opportunity to come visit. I, I did the whole tour and everything, but I also got the day, uh, the day in the life visit, which was a really unique thing that our school offers. Um, where they basically invited me to come and spend a day with a student. And they paired me with um, a current student who brought me to class. She brought me to lunch with another transfer student. I got to meet faculty members and like immediately saw the connections that you can have here at Union um, and went home. And like, I think my parents knew right away that like there was just such a great community there that it was really going to be a good fit. And that that's kind of how I came across Union. That's sometimes just how it happens, right? When you're there, you just kind of feel it. It's almost not even describable in words. It's more of a, of a, of a feeling and of a vibe. I love that. That's great. I'm so glad you found that. Um, all right. So I want to talk a little bit about the specific transfer journey and this advocacy work too, that you, that you do now. So in order to do that, let's talk about sort of three things that you really loved about the transfer experience. And that can be any any point within your transfer journey since you have um, you have so much so much experience to draw from? Yeah, absolutely. Um, the first thing that I always say I've loved about my transfer journey journey is the people that I've met. Like I had no idea what a big community there was within transfer, not even just at specific institutions, like, you know, things like NISTS and Transfer Nation, like there is such a huge community of people who are all really excited about this. And so that has been my most favorite thing to explore because when I transferred, I like didn't really know that there was a community around this. And so I've gotten to kind of, you know, get get at my institution, meet the people who, you know, are, are celebrating transfer students, Meet the people outside my institution who are celebrating transfer students. So those connections have been the coolest thing ever. Um, I the second thing I also really love the opportunities that have kind of come about by being a transfer student. Um, just like being an NISTS ambassador or things on campus, like it's offered me the opportunity to work with prospective transfer students and current transfer students and help develop programming and get like these leadership opportunities that I don't know that I would have had otherwise because I am able to share my unique experience to kind of create new things here on campus, which kind of is closely tied with my next, my third one, which is really just being able to share my story and connect with people. I love being able to kind of now talk about my transfer journey and be like, yeah, it's so super unique process. I've been through three schools, you know, the, the whole thing. But, you know, ending up exactly where I was meant to be has been the coolest thing ever. And like, I've had such great conversations, even up until just now, too, with, you know, some of my friends on campus, even who like in the in the fall, I had a great conversation with one of my friends, Sarah, we were um, working orientation, and we were welcoming students. And 
it kind of fell across the big question that we have here at Union, which is our like, why you? Why did you come to Union? Why do you stay at Union? Um, and it was so funny because she was like, oh my God, I had no idea you were a transfer student. And we had this like whole hour long conversation about like how I got to Union and like what I'm doing now here. And it was just so cool to kind of be able to talk to people who maybe just haven't heard about it and who are really excited to now support you. Um, and also talking to like I work in admissions, so talk to prospective transfer students and families and like in giving tours and stuff, I've connected with so many great people who are now actually close friends of mine who go to Union, um, who came in and are like, okay, so super funny story. You've probably never heard of this before, but like I went to an institution, didn't love it and left. And I'm like, oh, funny story. Like I just did that also. So, you know, it's it's been so nice to see the connections that really grow just because you are a transfer student. That was one of the things I loved about uh, seeing you at NISTS is you were just on fire with connecting with people. You were, you, you, all of the ambassadors were like, holy moly, there's like this whole community of people who just talk about trans. Why seeing you realize that was just really beautiful. I, I loved, I loved that. <laughs> oh, it was, it was amazing. And we're going to get to kind of your experience at NISTS. And I really want to, I'm very interested in what you're doing at Union at a private institution, because we talk a little bit about private schools. There's lots of opportunity for private schools to um, to work on transfer and to, to serve transfers. Public schools take the predominant number of transfers, especially from community colleges. But private schools are starting to really explore this topic. And so I'm going to be interested to see what you um, what your take is as a transfer student at a, a small liberal arts private and talking to some of those um, small colleges about what it is they can do to better serve transfers, better create sense of belonging and all that. Um, but before we go there, challenges, okay? So we all know, like, we love our transfer experience. I did or you did. There are also challenges and there are also barriers, which is why we're having these conversations. So what are some, what are three distinct challenges or hurdles that really exist or existed for you in your, in your transfer experience? Yeah, absolutely. I think they're so important. And it, it's really the reason I've loved my journey so much is because I've kind of been able to overcome those challenges and those hurdles. But like, if I didn't have those, I wouldn't be doing the work that I am today. So I, I think these are really important things too. The first one, and I think the biggest one for me was representation. I coming out of like leaving Pennsylvania State University, didn't see the representation of other students who went to a four year, didn't like it, and decided to leave, much less leave in the middle of a semester. Um, and so for me, I kind of was like, oh, I'm the only one who's done this. And like, that was just a very scary situation because my parents didn't know anything about it. I didn't know anything about it. Um, and so I think not really having heard about transfer students who went from a four-year to another four-year or, you know, what that path looked like was kind of the biggest challenge for me, like thinking at first that I was alone in this and then now realizing I very much was not alone in it at all. And I think, you know, also that that other additional step of now being a non-matriculated student at community college, because I wasn't enrolled as like a a full-time student in a program, it really wasn't like, okay, here's the next two years. It was really, I'm going to plan by semester and de determine like where I'm going next and when I'm going. And luckily that, that all worked out, but it was certainly a challenge kind of figuring that out, which is kind of closely tied to, to my second point, which was really not having the information that I needed. And I think it was just because, again, I didn't know anyone who had done it. I had heard a lot about students who like transferred from community college to a four-year, but again, not four-year to four-year. And so um, my parents knew nothing about it. I knew nothing about it. And so we really, even down to the like, what classified a transfer student? There were so many times where I'd walk into an admissions office and be like, okay, so I graduated high school in June. It's September. Am I a transfer student? Am I a first year student? What does that look like? And so shout out to the admissions offices out there who dealt with those conversations. Um, and, you know, the, the ones here, the admissions office here at Union, like I had a great chat with them and they were like, let's figure this out together. And like they were so wonderful about helping me kind of, you know, count up how many credits would I be bringing in? And, you know, regardless of what I would bring in, like, would I be a transfer? Would I be a first year? Um, so kind of that, like figuring it out as you go, um, which honestly, I feel like I now know more about the process 
classes than I may have if I had all the info because I had to kind of figure it out on my own for a while, um, which was was a it really helped me grow, I, I guess I can say. And then the last one um, is really specific to two smaller liberal arts colleges, to be honest. Um, we have a very small number of transfer students. Each year, Union gets about 25, 30 transfer students. And this was something that when I was transferring to Union, had no idea. And I also didn't know that there were larger schools and larger universities that had a lot of transfer students. So for me, there was really no distinction between the two until I started learning more about it. And when I got here, um, I was one of two transfer students in the winter. So on top of not being many transfer students at the college in general, the time that I transferred was like a super quiet time to transfer. Um, and so that came with its own challenges of like, we didn't have an orientation program. There was a lot of like figuring out union while also not having an orientation while also being in the full swing of things. And I was lucky enough to have um, an amazing class dean at the time, who's actually the one who nominated me for NISTS. Um, and she's amazing, love her. But like my orientation was meeting with her one day, um, like one of the first days of classes. And, you know, we kind of talked through some things I could join on campus and whatnot, but um, you know, walking into a classroom where the college usually doesn't have a lot of transfers, faculty members don't always know that you're a transfer and don't always know what that means if they if you, they do know that you're a transfer. And so I had to like kind of advocate for myself a lot of times and be like, hi, like I'm a transfer. Today's my first day or this is my first week or this is my first term. Um, what's Nexus, which is our like learning management system. But like, how do I submit my homework, essentially? And so even the small things like that were were challenges, but they were really good for me to work through because it allowed me to grow in that way. And now look at it from the aspect of how can we help our transfers that are coming in, even in the winter and spring terms when there's not this like big orientation? Um, what can we do better to make sure that this is a smooth transition, even though there's a small number on our campus? Um, they're still very, very important on our campus. You mentioned so many important things there, and I want to parse out a few of them. Um, one, uh, you know, we talk a lot about community college transfer on this uh, podcast and, uh, you know, it's an important topic. I just, I transfer is really about finding the right spot and the educational journey and place for you. And so I, I, that's why I love, you know, I want people to know that, you know, there are so many different types of transfer and how do you define it and what does it mean? And, um, and so I appreciate that you, you know, uh, sharing your story helps others understand that helps transfers understand that helps faculty understand that. So I love it. And then uh, in that vein, what is a non-matriculating student, um, just for those who aren't sure what that uh, phrasing might mean? And then I want to get also to like, what was it like mid-semester, like leaving mid-semester? And you don't have to talk about this if you don't want to, but like, why mid-semester? Why not waiting? Like that would be really, I think, interesting to some students who are listening out there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so to your first point, a non-matriculated student is a student who's not enrolled in a degree pathway. And so a lot of community colleges will offer, as well as as well as some four-year schools, um, basically not if you're growing non-matriculated, it's a way to take courses while not actually being a full-time enrolled student at the college. Um, for me, it was the best pathway because I knew that it wasn't my long-term school. It was just kind of a stepping stone. And I'm so thankful for them for like all the help they gave me there of like, I fully drove straight from Penn State to Hudson Valley. The classes were supposed to start the next day. And the advisor that I met there, I was like, you've probably never heard this before. This is what I need done. And like, she was amazing. She was like, don't worry. This is why we actually have a late start program. Like, we, we have this opportunity for students like yourself. It's okay. And so having that reassurance for me and my parents was like huge at the time because we had no idea what to do. Um, but that, that's what non-matriculated means um, in terms of, of my pathway. Um, but mid-semester, yeah, that's always an interesting one. That's always the big question. Um, and I think, you know, for a lot of students who, you know, want to explore, you know, staying for the whole semester, sometimes it is the right pathway. And I've, I've talked to, you know, a lot of my younger friends who maybe kind of had challenges at their institution, choosing to stay, choosing to leave. Um, and for me, it just didn't make sense to stay for the whole semester because it was so early on in my experience there that I knew it wasn't right for me. Um, and I ultimately just realized like it was not going to become a healthy situation for me to stay there. The things that I was usually comfortable with, like I was no longer comfortable with 
there. And so that was kind of the red flag for us of like, okay, even if I stay for the semester, I'm still ultimately going to leave. So why put us through the pain of doing this now? <laughs> we'll just leave now. Um, and also saved me money by leaving earlier rather than leaving later because my community college was much more affordable at the time than the four-year institution was when I knew I wasn't going to stay. And so there was a lot of discussion around it, actually, because like, um, you know, people have a lot of opinions, totally. And everyone that you talk to um, is like, oh, you have to give it X amount of time. And everyone's got their like opinion on how long that should be, a semester, a year, whatever. Um, and it's funny because at the time I like very much, you know, would hear them, but also be like, yeah, I'm still leaving. Um, but, you know, it's still hard to hear sometimes. Now I'm like a huge advocate of like, you know what's right for yourself. And if that's not right, like you got to keep yourself healthy and safe. And I was very fortunate to have my parents support in that. And um, as well as my high school counselor who like I ended up reaching out to him was like, hey, this is what I just did. Um, can you help me transfer? And she didn't really have a ton of experience in transfer, obviously, because she works at the high school level. But she was like one of my biggest advocates to be like, look, you wouldn't make a decision that's wrong for you. And I'm proud of you for like going against what's already seems to be a non-traditional pathway and saying like, yep, mid-semester, this is right for me. This is what I need to do next. Um, and so I, I was fortunate enough to have those people in my life. You got to trust your instincts. You know your situation the best. And, you know, sometimes if you know you don't have good instincts, you trust other people's as well. But it sounds like, you know, you, you know, if you do know yourself and you're the one in the experience, right? Like you're the expert in the experience right now because you're the one living it. So that's really interesting. That's great advice. So you gave lots of um, sort of examples of how you overcame some of those hurdles. Um, and there's two, one, two things I wanted to ask you. One is one of the hurdles was sort of finding the information and coming in mid-term, you know, mid-year. Um, what, you know, what is, is there an example of how you were able to navigate that or what was helpful and useful in that? Because if folks don't know, you know, some institutions and states only transfer uh, new incoming transfers in in the fall. And that means they all come in at the same time and they all go through an orientation together and it's a little bit more um happening all at once, it, unless you're maybe an athlete coming in midterm, mid-year. Other schools have fall admits, spring admits, winter admits, summer admits, and it's all over the place. And they might not have the same structures in place each time. So I'd love to hear a little bit more about how you navigated that part. Um, and then I'm I'm also interested in you seem really like it, you had a lot of mentors. You had a lot of folks that helped you. So you were. I, I want to know, like asking questions to others, how did that advice for people who maybe aren't sure who to ask or don't or not sure how to ask. It seems like you went to a lot of different folks, kind of get insights and gather information for yourself. So two questions. One, overcoming that hurdle of, of finding the information and navigating mid-year. And then two, how did you, you know, know to, to outreach and ask questions and ask for help? I think, honestly, those two questions are so closely tied together for me. I really relied on my resources and the people around me. And I was kind of in a position where, like, I had to ask because if I didn't ask, I just didn't know the information. Um, and so a lot of times it wasn't even necessarily like, a, oh, I have this question. Here's exactly who I should ask. A lot of times it was us just kind of throwing the question out and being like, does anyone know the answer to this? And if someone knew the answer or didn't know the answer, they could be like, hey, I don't know this answer, but here's who you should ask. Um, and so for, for getting that information, my my first steps really were a get enrolled at the community college so I can take class. That was step one for me. Step two was now, OK, research the colleges that now fit the criteria of very sp specific things that I wanted um, that what what falls in that range. And so we kind of sat down, we made a list of schools, you know, within this 30 mile radius or whatever, whatever our criteria was. Um, and my parents and I sat down and said, OK, these are the schools that I should now look into. Um, and then I very quickly reached out to my high school counselor because um, we had a great connection in high school. She was really wonderful in helping me there and I knew was going to be helpful helping me now as well. Um, and so I was able to then email her and be like, hi, 
I quite honestly have no idea what I'm doing. And like, can you help? And so she was awesome. and was like, hey, are you free tomorrow? Come by my office. And so we kind of sat down and she pointed out some of those big things that I just, because I hadn't researched transfer before, had no idea were things um, like the, when can you transfer? How much can you transfer? If you do transfer mid-year, are you going to get into the classes that you need? And so there were a lot of like really great points that she brought up. I had no idea I should be even looking into. And then I knew what to ask then when I toured. And so I then went and toured all these colleges and I made sure before I toured to then email admissions and say, hi, like I'm a prospective transfer student. I'm going to be touring on this date. Is there someone available that I could talk to about transferring and about my specific process? And so when I did meet at all these colleges after my tour, every single school sat me down with an admissions counselor to then talk through exactly what I would need and what that would look like. Um, and I was fortunate enough that all the schools that I was looking at were offering transfer mid-year, um, but I was able to like ask them, okay, so if I do transfer mid-year, like what credits are going to transfer? What's my class status? Like all of that kind of stuff that um, I wouldn't have known to, to ask otherwise. And so I think for me, um, you know, my biggest advice for people who maybe don't know the answers to things, just don't be afraid to ask because someone in the room might know. And if they don't know, they can have a suggestion at least of who to reach out to. Um, and I, I now think that because I have lived this experience, I get a lot of questions from, you know, people from my high school or from the admissions office, even faculty members at my college who will be like, hey, I have a quick question. What does this mean? And so it's nice to be able to like rely on that network and then rely on me now. And so um, my biggest advice is just ask. The worst answer you're going to get is I don't know. And you're exactly where you started. So just ask. <laughs> I love that advice and utilize your network. Sometimes your network isn't, is beyond, you know, if you're, you know, it's your, it sounds like your folks were really, your parents were really engaged in the conversation too, but even, you know, think outside of the box, go back to the person you did connect with it. You know, like, I love that. I'm just utilizing your network and sometimes your network is really broader than you think. You just have to kind of spend a second and think about it. Um, and then stepping out of your comfort zone and not being afraid to ask. Yeah. Uh, I love that. So, all right. I know that you are a humongous, tremendous transfer advocate um, on your campus uh, at the at the um, NISDS conference and, and in your life now at Transfer Nation as well. I want to kind of, I, I can sort of see how your journey got here. It seems like, you know, you asked a lot of questions and now you're the person people are asking questions for. So talk to us a little bit about your journey into transfer advocacy and the role that you uh, play now at your institution and, and going into the transfer student ambassador. Yeah, absolutely. So my, my parents and I actually laugh about this one now because when I first looked to transfer, um, again, I hadn't seen people do it in the way that I had. And so I thought like, I have a very different feeling about transfer now than I did when I started. And I originally thought that it was just like a plan B type situation or, you know, the first institution failed, whatever, you know, things I had in my mind that were totally false. And I know that now. Um, so we laugh about it now because when I came to Union, um, I very much was like, oh, I'm starting like mid-year, but it's still early enough. Like I was still a first year student when I transferred that I was like, oh, no one will know. I can just like, I can fly so far under the radar that like, I will not even disclose to people that I am a transfer student. And so we laugh now because now, of course, I like advocate for transfers all the time. And I'm known as like the transfer at my college. Um, but it's just so funny because when I came in, I was like, I want nobody to know. And um, the biggest thing for me really was just like, I honestly, I needed something. Well, A, sometimes I had to advocate for myself and be like, hi, I have no idea what website you're talking about because I'm a transfer and didn't go through orientation. And so I think for some people, the information got out that way. And then they would be like, wait, you're a transfer? And of course, that made me nervous at first because I, I thought everyone was like, oh, it's a bad thing. Um, no, I was totally wrong. My peers and my faculty members here at Union were like my biggest cheerleaders, my biggest supporters, and like made me realize immediately that transfer can be such a good thing. And I remember like day one, I sat down in lab and I had to kind of speak up and be like, hi, like you mentioned, submit this online. 
And my professor was so lovely. And she was like, oh my gosh, is today your first day here? And I was like, yeah. And so we had a nice conversation about that. But my lab partner was like, wait, you're a transfer student? And I said, yeah. And she goes, oh my God, we're going to be friends now. And like, still to this day, we are friends. And it's just so funny because like, I just had to start saying it to people that I was a transfer student. And I realized that people didn't have the questions that I thought they would have. They really were just genuinely interested in my experiences. So then I started open up, opening up and sharing a little bit more about what brought me to Union. And so I joined the tour guide program, which was really how the advocacy started. Um, when I joined being a tour guide, I always was like, I always wanted to do it. My parents were always like, oh my God, we were on tours. You would totally be good at this. So I like joined the tour guide program and one of my biggest mentors here on campus, um, Rachel McNeil, who was an, uh, an admissions dean at the time, she looked at me and she was like, hey, um, I know you're a transfer student because obviously like she read my application and whatnot or someone in the office did. And I was like, yeah. And she was like, you haven't really talked about it. And she's like, would you consider like, you know, advocating for transfer students talking about your experience? And I was like, I mean, I guess, sure. I didn't think anyone would want to hear about it. Well, sure enough, there's a lot of people who come through that office who like they're a prospective transfer. They want to see the representation that I wanted to see. And so then she was really someone who encouraged me to start talking about it. And so I got connected with Vernon, who's our transfer dean here. He's amazing. Um, and he had actually had someone before me who was a transfer student who I had lunch with actually when I visited, um, who like would call the admitted transfer students and be like, hey, I was also a transfer. What questions do you have? And so they pushed me into that role when she graduated and my job was to call transfers. And so I did, and I really enjoyed it. And that kind of led to a whole network of connecting me with the first year experience office, the class dean's office, who then now have me as the transfer orientation advisor, the connection mentor for like spring and winter transfers, um, as well as a really exciting program that we're, we're starting now because of NISTS, actually. Um, we are starting like a collaborative committee on campus um, that we want there to be more discussion across all of our campus about the unique needs and, um, you know, hopes for transfer on, on our campus. Um, so really, for me, it was just people found out and then they really they wanted to highlight my experience, which was so not what I thought people would want to do. Um, and then since they had such great reactions to me talking about my experience, um, it kind of just turned into all these great connections and opportunities after that. It is amazing what can happen when you share your transfer story, right? Because it opens up so many different opportunities and conversations with folks who are transfers with folks who don't know anything about transfer, for folks who empathize with, I mean, it's just, that's such a great uh, example of why it's important to talk about it and share it. Um, and But I also love that you talk a little bit about the shyness of it, of the like, you know, because I also, there are a lot of folks who don't, who do want to fly under the radar and just kind of want to assimilate and not, you know, transfer isn't necessarily part of their identity. And both things are fine, but I love that you did find this strong identity in this. Um, and now you're like the transfer queen of your of your institution. I mean, if there are only about 30 incoming, you probably you meet you've met every single transfer at your institution, right? I meet all of them before they come in. And I, I even meet the ones who like maybe were admitted, but then choose another institution. And, and the nice thing I have, the opportunity they've given me is to really speak honestly in, in the office of like, when I'm talking to a transfer student, they understand that like the needs are different when it comes to admission. And so I'm able to sit down with them and be like, hey, what worked for you at your previous institution? What didn't? And if union's not the right fit, that's okay. But we wanna help you figure out what is the right fit for you. Um, and so I am fortunate enough that they allow me to like really be honest about that with them. Um, so yeah, to answer your question, I, I know uh, since stepping into that role, I know every transfer student who has entered since I've started um, and which has been awesome because I get to walk across campus and like, you know, see so many people. It might be their second day and I can be like, oh, hey, what's up? And like that was so huge for me that now I'm like hoping that they can continue that on once I graduate and kind of keep keep that momentum going here on campus. I love it. I love it. And it does. It gives you a community. You get to talk to everybody. Um, you're probably going to start your first uh, transfer alumni network, I would imagine. I'm just like planting seeds, planting seeds. I see where this is going, Emily. Uh, I, I like it. Um, uh, okay. So now you mentioned that you're able to create this, uh, this advisory board, this uh, committee on transfer at your institution. 
awesome, really incredible um, best practice that you hear a lot at, at um, NISTS, having a transfer success team or a transfer committee that, that crosses the divisions and departments so that you can really share information and create that support net for transfers. Tell us a little bit about the in-person experience at the, at the, and the virtual NISTS conference. How was it being a transfer student ambassador? What did it entail? Uh, what was the experience like? Oh my gosh, it was so incredible. I like, honestly, I, I said it to my family, my friends when I got back and, and my, my faculty members, like the, the feeling to walk into a room where you know absolutely nobody and like immediately feel so much love and so much support for like you as an individual is just so, so special. And like, that was what I felt the entire time we were there. It like felt so surreal at first. Cause I was just like, I'd never been surrounded by so many people who were like, not only excited to hear about your journey, but like embrace every challenge and embrace every roadblock you hit and celebrate all of that. And just really like no, no questions about, oh, well, why or how long or any of that. It was really just like, oh, well, what was your experience? And like, that was amazing. And the network of people that you meet there is just so, so cool. Like being able to now have connections across the country is so exciting. Like I'm LinkedIn friends with a bunch of them and like we chat every once in a while and I've been able to reach out to them as I've been kind of, you know, pushing some new ideas to my school when my when my faculty members are like, hey, they ask me a question. I'm like, oh, I don't know the answer to that. Then I can reach out to my new connections and be like, hey, you mentioned this at NISTS. Can you tell me a little bit more about it? And so like that connection has been amazing. Um, but truly one of my favorite parts about the conference itself um, was meeting the other ambassadors. Like we very genuinely like did not meet each other until we ended up at the hotel together. And um, it was so funny because we had been on Zooms together before the conference a little bit. And we had talked very, very briefly, but obviously didn't know each other very well. And like to immediately click with somebody that that soon and just like immediately feel like you had another friend there was just so fun. I remember like calling my parents like an hour after getting there and I was just like, I have three new great friends and they're all over the country and I love them so much. And it was just so fun because we like literally just went out to grab coffee together before the conference started. And it was just, it was crazy to see like, you know, Jelena, Atsiri, Oso, myself, all of us have such different stories, but there's so much that we can relate to together that it was so nice to be able to be like, yeah, here's what is unique about my story, but then also be like, oh yeah, I had that problem also, or I had that awesome experience also. Um, And so to, to now have friends that like, we have a group chat, we chat all the time. We always are like celebrating like um, you know, so I was going to another conference a couple of weeks ago and we were like, yeah, like kill it at that conference at Siri went. So it was just, it was really fun to like now have this network that like, yeah, I'm graduating from Union, but I also like have all these connections across the U.S. that like I know are not going anywhere, which is really nice. I completely crashed your dinner uh, on the first night or before the conference started, I think. And it was like y'all knew each other. Like it was so comfortable and easy. Uh, and yeah, I mean, you know, I came in like a hurricane, like, <laughs> and you all were like, <laughs> like there was no, it was just so I, in, I intrinsically feel all of that and uh, can relate. And I love that you had that experience. You do, you all seem to really connect and, um, and lift each other up in the best way. Uh, and that's the thing that's so unique about transfer, right? Is that there's none of us have the same story. None of us are, uh, there's so much diversity of experience. And, and yet <laughs> there is this shared goal, this shared experience that draws us all to, connects us all and draws us together. It's just one of my favorite things about transfer is that that seemingly paradoxical, uh, you know, event that ends up being this um, joiner or this uniter. Um, oh, I love that. All right. So how did you get involved in the conference? How did you find out about it? What's the process? Because I hope there are uh, practitioners listening who are like, I know the student I want to nominate or are students listening who are like, that sounds super cool. I want to do that. How did it happen for you? And what would you suggest to others looking into it? 
Yeah, absolutely. I genuinely did not even know that there was this organization that existed prior to even applying. Um, and so truly, like I was upstairs working in my research lab and an email pops through from Dean Shurek, the class dean that I mentioned earlier. And she was like, hey, do you have any interest in applying for this? And I like read it and I was like, oh, my God, this sounds so cool. And so I emailed her back and I was like, yeah, I know nothing about this, but like, yes, like it sounds great. And she was like, okay, great, let's meet. And so we were able to kind of, you know, sift through the information that we had on the website and whatnot together, but Union had never been to the conference before either. And so she really was learning about it as well. Um, And so it was so fun for us to really kind of just learn about it together. Um, And then, you know, through the application process, um, it was kind of a quick turnaround for me because she didn't send it to me until like right before it was due because she didn't know about it. And so I was like, yeah, I can pull this together in in the weekend or whatever time frame I have. And so I fully like called a few of my friends who like I'm very close with and know about my transfer journey. And like um, some of them actually were transfers themselves. And so I was able to call them and be like, hi, we have a project that we have to work on right now. And they were like, "Okay, I'm in. And so we fully like grabbed a camera. We grabbed uh, some paper and we walked around my campus and I, you know, talked through the video application portion of it. Um, And so I'm sure there were totally people around my campus going, why in the world is someone just talking to a camera in the backyard of Reamer um, Campus Center? But, you know, it worked out. Um, And so they really helped me kind of talk through the points that I felt were important. Um, They reminded me of some things that I like fully forgot about. So it was just nice to like kind of, you know, have those people to talk through the application process with. Um, And then, uh, yeah, there's like a letter of recommendation from the faculty member who nominates you. So Dean Shirk was awesome and wrote that as well. Um, And I, yeah, filled out the information and kind of was just like, well, I guess we'll see what happens. Um, And I figured that it was just going to be a long shot because I was like, oh, they're only taking four people. So like, okay. And I kind of let it sit. And then they emailed and I was so excited. Um, My faculty members were so excited. My peers were so excited. And immediately everyone was like, you have to go. Like, you have to go do this. It's such an incredible opportunity. Um, And so everyone, I was lucky that everyone was so supportive of me going to this conference. Um, And I'd never been to the West Coast. I'd never traveled alone. So like, this was all so exciting. Um, And it was awesome to just see, like, I knew I had so much support back here at Union and they were excited to see what I was going to learn and bring back from NISDS and to be able to provide that representation that I've always been talking about. Um, So it was a really awesome process. And I always, you know, advice I would have if, if you're a faculty member and you know a student who like might you know, benefit from this experience or might have a great story to tell, like 100% nominate them. Um, Students, just be authentic. I truly like that was my biggest thing in this application process. It was just um, be myself and share my experience. And, you know, I I think that has helped me through so much of my journey that just just be yourself, be authentic. And, um, you know, definitely applied such an awesome opportunity to to work with everyone at NAS. STS and, you know, to meet everyone at Transformation there as well. Just an awesome, awesome experience in itself. And then to bring back the learnings, the lessons learned and have such significant impact at your institution. I mean, you, you're you moving po- policy and practice on transfer. You're pushing forward the reform and the change, it sounds like. How, how has that felt? How has that been for you? Yeah, it, honestly, it's been really exciting because Um, You know, we've just had so few transfers year to year that I think there wasn't a lot of people advocating just because they didn't know to advocate. And I I don't think it was anything that was like in bad intention at all. I just think people just genuinely didn't know. Um, And so it's been exciting to help teach and to help push for new policies and new um, you know, practices and things like that. And I'm I'm very lucky to have offices that really support every idea that I bring through. Like I got home from the conference and messaged um, Aileen, who was our director of uh, our first year experience. I emailed Dean Shurek. I emailed Dean Olinsky, who's my class dean. I emailed all of them. And I was like, okay, so this was great. I have lots of ideas. And they were like, okay, great. And so they sat down and met with me. And it was just so nice to like I brought in a lot of information and I was just like, I hopefully I'm not bringing too, too much information right now. Cause you know, it can be overwhelming, but for them to sit down and be like, tell me everything, you know, and I, I told them everything. And then they were like, wow, these are great things that we can bring back to union. And then they were like, okay, 
how do we get this started? And so like to be able to be part of that planning process as well, I think has been such a cool experience because, um, you know, I'm learning from that process. They're learning from that process. Um, and I think it's also been like so exciting to have these conversations with my faculty members too, who like now have heard more about my transfer student story, like through the videos and all this stuff. Now I go to office hours and they're like, oh my God, I hear you're going to Portland or you went to Portland. Like, tell me about this experience. And it's just so fun because like they now are like, okay, so what do I need to implement in the classroom? And it's just, it's so awesome that, you know, I go to an institution where they're genuinely just like, how can we help students? And so I've had so many conversations with um, faculty members about like, who just genuinely didn't know, like when a student comes into your classroom and maybe was at a previous four-year institution, if they're a little scared when you first like know their name in the first 10 minutes, it's just genuinely because they were a number at their previous school. Or, you know, they they don't necessarily know the practices of your institution yet. And so just not assuming that they know your institution just because they had been a student at an institution prior. Um, it's led to so many awesome, awesome conversations. Um, and again, so fortunate to have the support of everyone on my campus um, who's who's not only supportive, but excited to try these new things, um, like the committee that we are trying to start right now, the changes to orientation that we're making, um, and just the day-to-day -day discussion. And I think, I like to think that a lot of, you know, my peers also have learned a lot um, because I've been able to sit down and have great conversations with students who are like, oh my God, I saw your story on the Instagram. Um, tell me more. And, you know, they're, they aren't a transfer themselves, but they just want to know how can I be a supportive classmate? And that's just so, so wonderful to see. And you said it, it's, there's no ill intent. It, it's literally often just lack of information. It's hard to stand in someone else's shoes when you've gone like a more, you know, a, a different way and, and anything. It doesn't even have to be a traditional way. Your experience is your experience. It's hard to stand in someone else's shoes. However, most of us are curious and most of us, you know, want to know. And um, I think sometimes there's so much kind of stigma or uh, misconceptions about it that we do. Everybody makes assumptions about things. Right. And so to be able to demystify that, to be able to show uh, show, not tell, like really say like here, here's here's the 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 example of success that transfer is, um, is really uh a great way to make the case in the cause that you're, that you're, um, uh, that you're impacting at your institution. I love it. Um, uh, so just to reiterate, the application is due usually around September 19th fish in the fall, every fall. So in August, maybe earlier than September in the week before, because I did the same thing to a poor student, <laughs> Because um, I was like, you have to do this right now. I'll write it right now. And it was like, do the next day. Terrible to do. Couldn't. At least it got it done. It was awesome. But start early. You probably know a student now, either someone who's about to graduate or someone who's just like coming up in the ranks and is killing it and is like engaged and there or has a unique experience, something that makes them um, seem like the perfect fit for this at your institution. Get on the nists.org website, www nists.org. Check out where the awards are and you'll see student ambassadors. I don't think the 2023 application is live yet, but usually they make it live sometime in the summer. So around August 1st, check it out. We'll of course post on Transfer Nation. In fact, Emily will probably post reminders, um, but you know, it's really a powerful, uh, powerful experience as you can tell from Emily's feedback. So as we get towards wrapping up here, I want to hear directly from you. So you've given some great advice, you know, don't make assumptions, all of all of these really great tidbits and nuggets of gold for folks. But I want to delve in a little bit more to, um, you know, who impacted your transfer experience and how um, transfer professionals really listened to you and made your experience what it was? Are there specific people or programs or resources that other institutions could learn from as they kind of move forward in their um, advocacy for transfer? Um, I will, I'll get to some advice, but let's talk about first, like, what are the people, places, and things? <laughs> who are the people, places, and, and things that really made the difference, especially if you're thinking about another institution, a small college, for instance, 
what what was helpful? What what got you through? Um, my I think my biggest supporters on campus, believe it or not, were my peers, which was amazing. And so I think, um, you know, for any any transfer professional, providing all of your students the information about unique journeys and pathways and everyone, everyone has a different story. So I think, you know, providing all of that for everyone on campus is so helpful because the second my peers knew about what it meant to be a transfer student, I immediately had so much support and so much excitement in my life. Um, we are at a small college with, again, a small number of transfer students. So we don't have a transfer center. Um, we don't have, or we didn't have traditional like transfer programming by any means. Um, and so what I think was huge in my process was actually the admissions office. All of the, the deans that I met when I visited, they were my point people when I got there because they were the ones who I had met already. So when I met them, they were they were quick to be like, oh, hey, here's what you need to know. Here's who you need to talk to. And so I think going back to the theme of NISDS, like be a connector for your students, even if it's just a, hey, this is the person to email. It's great. Um, but the thing that Union did so well was because they knew I was getting a ton of information, they not only said, okay, this person can answer your question, but they ended up just emailing that person for me with me CC'd on the email. And they were like, hey, I want to introduce the two of you. And so that was amazing. Um, and then the last one I think was was huge in my transition was um, our, we have a Dean of Studies, so who kind of oversees all of the academics. They reached out to me before I came to campus and said, hey, here's what's going to transfer to Union. Here's your, you know, your transfer credit evaluation um, worksheet or whatever they sent me. Um, here's what it's going to fill for our common curriculum. And then they were able to then say, OK, here's your academic advisor. Meet with them before you come here. I was able to meet her. I was able to kind of talk through um, what classes I should be in. They registered me for everything, which was awesome. Um, and so I think, you know, having just those people to go to and the people who were were con really connectors um, for me was was the biggest thing being on an institution's campus that doesn't have a transfer center. So you've given lots of great insights for students in terms of what they, you know, kind of tips or what would have, you know, advice for them. I now want to get into some more advice for the transfer professionals out there. You know, what is it, what is advice that you, um, you know, either what would have helped you improve the transfer experience? Like what would have helped and, or I guess, you know, for folks who don't work in transfer, right. For folks who are, are faculty or, or peers or, you know, what, what could they do? Um, to, you know, you know, transfers need everybody. So what is it that somebody who's in the registrar's office or in the library or in, you know, residential life, what is it that they could do to um, champion transfer and help your journey? Yeah, I think the thing for for really everyone, transfer for transfer professionals or not, um, is to recognize that just because a student is a transfer student doesn't mean they've had the same journey as the transfer student before them. Everyone has a very unique experiences and that leads to unique needs. And so um, just being someone who can be open and listen to the student of saying the students who now saying, OK, this is what I need from you. Um, that's that's a huge one. And that's something I think that's there for transfer professionals or for people who don't normally work with transfer students. Um, and again, going back to the like, don't make the assumption that everybody in your classroom knows your institution already. They might still be learning as everyone else is learning. So I think that's a big one. Um, but specifically for transfer professionals, I think a huge one is sharing your research resources with everybody across the campus. Um, you want to create a clear line of communication for everybody so that a student doesn't walk into their advisor's office and then the advisor say, oh, well, I've never worked with a transfer student before. You want that to kind of happen before the student gets there. Um, and so a, a huge one is say, like, if you are the transfer person on your campus, um, like something that I've always thought could be really awesome is like, just like a one pager of like frequently asked questions or like something for everybody on your campus to kind of go back to and say, okay, I've never done this before, but this is what might help. 
Um, and I think another one too is um, share your students' stories because again, not everyone's pathway is the same, but providing it all that information out there and, and giving the highlights to your students, celebrating their experiences is gonna create a very transfer receptive culture. And I think by having that out there, you're automatically telling transfers who maybe haven't transferred to your institution yet, we love our transfers. We're here to support you. We are here to make this, you know, your, your home. And um, I think that those are those are sometimes even just simple things that you can do, you know, even if it comes down to the language that you use, like new student orientation versus first year orientation, like that kind of stuff, too. It could be super small and that can go a really long way when it comes to transfer students. Such excellent insight. Such great advice. All right. So as we wrap up, what does the future look like for you? Where do you see your transfer journey taking you next? As we know, the transfer journey is not just about the transitions that you made between institutions, but, you know, grad school and career and life and beyond uh, degree completion. So what's next for you, Emily? Yeah, absolutely. I'm so excited to share um, that I am actually entering a PhD program at the University of New Hampshire to study biochemistry. I'm going to be doing cancer research next year. So, so excited to be joining um, my new school and to be joining the new department. They are wonderful people. Um, and so I'm, I'm excited to kind of continue my biochem journey um, on, on to get my doctorates. Um, so I'll be moving to New Hampshire soon, which is really, really awesome. Um, but you know, like interrupt and be like, <laughs> Wow. See, um, transfer to PhD. I love it. Oh my gosh. Um, is your long-term goal um, research and, and, and kind of staying in that world of cancer research or is there specific areas that you're really focused on? Yeah. Cancer research is, is what I'm hoping to do. I really want to kind of contribute to clinical research at some point. Um, so this, this is kind of my next step. I actually, the project that I'm on right now is not cancer research. So um, I'm, you know, kind of switching gears a little bit in, within biochemistry um, to kind of work towards a career within cancer research. So that's, that's where I'm headed next. Oh, that's huge. I'm so excited. Can't wait to uh, hear from you in a couple of years and see where you are and what you're doing. Um, <laughs> all right. So our last two questions that we ask all of our interview guests what are you reading or listening to or watching right now that just sparks joy and that just like makes you happy? Yeah, I love that. Um, it's so funny because I'm not a huge reader, but I, because I'm a dancer and a musician, like I listen to so much music. And so for me, um, one that I've listened to a thousand times over again, um, Sarah Bareilles' More Love album. It's songs from the show Little Voice. Um, is one that I think always inspires me. And it, it came out in 2020. Um, I was within my first few months here at Union. Um, and that's when I started listening to it. And I'm still listening to it now for sure over and over again. Um, and I think because I it's resonated so much with me because it's really kind of captured my journey as a whole. I feel like it's kind of followed me along the pathway because the show, if you're not familiar with the show, um, the music and the show itself is all about this like aspiring songwriter um, who's, you know, kind of struggling through a journey, hitting a lot of, you know, road bumps and just the normal things in life, but is really, you know, finding her authentic voice within that. And so I think that that message as a whole has just resonated with my whole journey through union and through transfer. So that, that's been what I'm listening to now and have been listening to for a while. I cannot wait to add that to my Spotify. I'm so I don't talk about this a lot on um, here, but I love doing playlists and I'm kind of obsessed with like transfer playlists or songs that somehow could link to transfer. So um, now I want to listen and see if I can make connections. I love it. Thanks for that great recommendation. Okay. Last but not least, shout outs. Who would you like to give a shout out to today? Yeah, absolutely. Um, a, a huge, huge shout out to my family. They've supported me throughout this entire journey. Um, and I think, you know, they, they've been there for the highs and the lows. They've, they've dealt with, you know, so much throughout this. So um, to support me the entire time, even when we had no idea what was going to happen, they've been huge. Um, so, so thankful for them. Love them dearly. Um, and also a huge, a huge shout out to my friends here at Union. Um, there's a group that I met day one here at Union and have taken every lab with since. So it's really bittersweet to be graduating with. But there's some of my closest friends here. Um, and I'm so fortunate to have them. 
Emily, we are so fortunate to have you and to know you and to see these amazing things that you're getting up to in the world, the impact that you're making in your environment at Union and beyond. So thank you so much. It's just a joy to know you. Um, so excited that I got to spend a little bit of time with you and get to know you a little bit better. Oh, thank you so much for having me. This was so fun. So excited to hear about the other ambassadors as well. You are listening to Transfer Nation Talks. Transfer Nation is a community of educators and advocates working to improve the transfer and post-traditional student experience and celebrate transfer and community college as the pathway of success that it is. You can join us here every week or so for conversations on, well, everything transfer. From advocate conversations focused on grappling with today's most important transfer-centric topics, to the nuts and bolts on transfer programming services and building more inclusion for transfers on our campuses, to transfer stories and the inside scoop from transfers and transfer alum. You can continue the conversation with the community anytime on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, YouTube, TikTok, and in person at the many events and transfer think tanks hosted by the Transfer Nation community. So be sure to join us on your favorite platform as we learn from and with one another how to bust out of the status quo, disrupt systemic inequities, and reimagine, reform, renew, and regenerate educational opportunities that work for students, that center the student experience of today rather than what works best for outdated and ineffective processes and procedure. Until our next conversation from the whole Transfer Nation team in Transfer Community and Transfer Pride. See you next time.